0: Support Curtis Fleming is there on the edge of the air Fleming for That's Craig it. Hignett, hit it, Higgy, Higgy, it's the drag.
1: Oh! coming alive again. Janino wants the ball played to him. Spots out. Welcome back to the Borough Breakdown podcast, live on Red Army Radio and on the podcast apps. Thank you very much for joining us. I'm Johnny, I'm with Dana. Oh, I'm not with Dana, actually. (laughs) I'm waiting to start that again. Um, (laughs) Cut that out. Uh, Johnny, I'm with Elliot, and I'm with the most electrifying man in fanzine entertainment. It's self proclaimed, of course. Tom Green. Tom, thanks for joining us, mate. No worries. You do look a little bit like Dana, I'm not going to (laughs) lie. I, I yeah, I'd tell that as a compliment.
0: <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: Oh, it's going to be one of those nights tonight, isn't it? <laughs> right. International break. International break. I think I need a break as well. Um, Right, okay. Let's chat football. Um, Middlesbrough finally scored um, from the last international break. We scored two against QPR in the 2-2 draw at Loftus Road. Tom, I'm going to ask you the first question. Um, were Borough unlucky not to win against QPR? Um.
0: I don't know. Uh, <laughs> to be perfectly honest with you, I didn't listen to <laughs> a lot of that match. Let's ask the much. audience. <laughs> <laughs> um, <didn't laughs> You've d- me a live tweet already. <laughs> it's only, only 6 o'clock, yeah. Yeah, no, yeah. <laughs> uh, no, I didn't listen to a lot of that much. Um, I, I think I turned it on around the, the 60th minute, but I'd, I'd say from the highlights that I've seen, uh it looked like we should have possibly had a penalty in the first half, um, which doesn't mean anything. Um with our record on penalties this season, but it didn't look like there was too much wrong with Ayala's goal. Um I don't know. I've I've reckon from from what I've seen we should have won it.
1: We should have. We should have done nothing wrong with Ayala's goal and Mills played actually quite well. Else I'll probably a as well ask you the same question now. Mills were lucky not to win the game, but also was it a much better performance as well? Yeah, I thought it was a much better performance. I thought it was a good point all round. Um, i took it before the game. Uh to kinda to go two one down just before half time. I thought, you know, the heads were gonna drop and QPR were gonna kinda go on to win after that really. But um I mean, obviously we only kinda seen what we have seen from the highlights, but from what people were saying, um, for people that maybe seen, you know, the full match, um, we, we played a lot better. Um, Britt took both of his goals really well. Um we obviously had a goal chalked off for offside. Um you know, there wasn't really other angles of it, but he did look to be kind of offside as the ball was played in. Um, you know, we could to have Randolph back, made some excellent saves again. Um so yeah, it's uh, some positives there going into the national break. So well, you see, am I the only one that's watched the full game, we only one. Um I actually thought we played be. quite well, to be honest. Um, I thought we we came up the blocks flying, um, and we actually deserved to be ahead. Um, I thought it was a bit we were a bit unlucky to have the goal disallowed, but I don't know. I haven't seen the replay to see if he's fully offside or not. Um, we need yeah. I think that's what we need, lads. I think that's what we need. Um, but in terms of performance, I think the only negative I have on it is that the two goals we conceded does that really show a lack of confidence? Else. Uh, I guess so, and just a lack of defensive stability. Um, I think, especially for the first one, you seen that you know they were all kind of calling for offside and and all kind of looking for faults as to where it maybe went wrong. But you know the, they give him too much space is, is what went wrong really. Um, it, you know, Naki Walls played to the line brilliantly, and um, when he got through, you know Randolphs came out the you know came out and tried to block it, but he nutmegged him. What can you do there? So. Um, yeah, th- th- we've had poor defending all season to be honest. So it, it's it's it's, it's not a surprise really. But um, you know, the few games that we did tighten up, we we went to five at the back. But obviously, we went back to four there. So um, yeah, th- it's going to be it's just going to be tough. I think we've got to we've got to at least try and score if we've got any chance of staying up really. So yeah, well, it was the only two goals we scored since the last international break. Uh, <laughs> well, that's depressing. <laughs> well, yeah, I was going to say on a scale of one time, I was <laughs> to ten, how depressed? Yeah, be honest. But uh, um, I was going to say Brit finally scoring, and he had so many chances, and to score two in how many games? Do you think the international breaks came up <laughs> probably the, the wrong time? Now
0: that since we can actually score a goal now. I don't know. I I reckon Prince uh Brit's quite a... Uh, prince. prince. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Prince. The artist well. formerly known as a Sombalonga or Prince. Uh I I think he's uh <laughs> <Prince. laughs> DR congo he's a prince, but just over here he's a football player for Middlesbrough. <laughs> uh well I think he's quite a, a confident player and I reckon he'll, he'll keep that confidence over the uh, the international break and do well when when we come back and, and play hull.
1: Yeah, (laughs) like,
0: sorry mate, I can't help it, it's
1: just Prince, it probably got me, I was dying to say something like a Prince joke, but this wasn't coming to me, it wasn't coming, Um, (laughs) anyway, um, so, the only positive of that game as well, even though we played a little bit better, um, was Woodgate coming out at the end of the game, um, when he said that players were knocking on the door, um, asking to play, essentially that's Fletcher, uh, Darren Randolph, and I know he's like, I know he's like, no, yeah, no, definitely uh, not. He's dead. God, yeah. sort of knocking on the door. I'm not going to lie. We say it's going to be one of those podcasts. <laughs> I it? think it's going to be one of those podcasts. We um, <laughs> friend Randolph, Randolph and Fletcher. Friend, yeah. yeah. Um, look, should we take that with a pinch of salt a little bit? Are we tr- they're trying to put themselves in the window a little bit more. Or is is everyone actually wanting to be there? It, it's quite of a you don't really know what wood gets in out here because he's constantly lying. Mm. <laughs> so yeah that, it is uh it is hard to, to judge because obviously you could look at it and read it and be oh, that's great that all the players um sort of knocked on his door and, and you know wanting to play but i didn't really think about it until you said it like that where they, you know, might be kind of putting themselves in a shop window that they are probably some of the bigger earners um in the squad uh and then know the kind of no, like the new regime that we're under so yeah it is tough i think definitely a friend i think a friends in the same boat as I are. I think he's he's happy. He's settled here. His family are. I think friend would, you know, would really want to stay. Um, Fletcher and Randolph. I'm not too sure. I mean, Randolph was a funny one because obviously midweek when he was sort of called up in the island squad, um, everyone was kind of like, oh, it's that type of injury, is it? He's got the Valdez hamstring. Yeah, um, <laughs> but then then you actually see him in the starting lineup, and you're thinking, all right, okay, maybe it's not, not as bad as first thought. Um, and I actually does he does want to play, but. Yeah, um, you know, it's hard to judge. If they're putting in performances for Borough while they're here, then you can't really ask for more than that. You know, If people want out, then it's best to to let them go, really, isn't it? You don't want people at the club who don't want to play for the club. So, yeah. Yes, uh, at the same, time.
0: Yeah, I, I mean, I, I kind of agree with what you said there. I think if if Randolph was like wanting to go that much, he would have had that type of injury. He would have had Valdez hamstring, but... Uh, it was a su- surprise to see him in the in the team on Saturday, but uh, a good one, and, and like Elliot said earlier, he did make some decent saves, mm. even if he did get Brad and for one of the goals. <laughs> I mean, you can't talk, you got Meg last night
1: as well. Did I? Yeah, he did. Which time? <laughs> Twice. <laughs> <laughs> uh, for people that don't know, we play football on the Tuesday, Tom's in goal, I tend to score past him. Um, Sorry, Tom. We were on bit. the same team last night, though, it was yeah, no we, need. We actually won as well, we played well. <laughs> The VS derby is it? Mate, we were great so- last social night. Ag- social against
0: um, against PBC.
1: No, no. To be fair, it's quite mixed teams. To be honest,
0: yeah, yeah. it's actually a good standard as well. I've uh, started doing the cutting side that George Friend does every week, but I've yet to start like shouting George Friend does to do it.
1: Yeah, he assisted me last night though. If I play it with him. I mean, I repaid the favour, but here we go. You know what I mean. Put on the playfield in there. Um so, sorry. Uh this 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 is gonna it's not really great, is it, at the moment? <laughs> um so in terms of the season so far, um obviously a point out of the against QPR, they were top scorers in the league, of course, so in, in hindsight you think it's a good point, even though we should have probably won the game. Um but how would you write the season so far? Because ideally I think the easy answer is disaster. Uh, no one expected us to be in in the relegation. Uh, places this type of the season um, so you kind of still will get in a little bit more, uh, you're more happy you've seen the response because like, obviously at the start of the season we were pretty much going to offer Phil Neville the job we were going to offer um Hitch 8 um, happy 6th anniversary i o if you are listening um, <laughs> We <laughs> um, miss you What? We miss you <laughs> <laughs> Come home please, got the kids Thank <laughs> you so much. Um, <laughs> um, but you still will get in. Is he still is he giving himself a little bit more time after that result against QPR? Um I think so. Yeah, uh, I don't think I was ever really would get out. I think it's one of those where we could you know, perhaps do with somebody better. But you know, taking everything into account, what we've said over the past couple of weeks, there's not really anything more we can do. Um, I think there's been times during this season where he's been very naive. Not only with sort of match tactics, but the way he's handled himself. Um, You know, I think the tactics have been a bit hit and miss in places. We haven't really um, went out and done on the pitch what he said we're going to do. Whether that's down to the quality of the players, um, you know, remains to be seen. But it's one of those. We still do have, uh, you know, a current crop of players which we were using last season, and they're definitely not twenty second place worthy on paper in the table um you know they, they should be doing a lot better than that so to sum it in one word really it's kind of underperforming or underachieving it's you know I, no one expected us to be anywhere near the playoffs i don't think um and we all kind of knew it was a, a rebuilding season but um it's definitely underachieving to be in the playoffs and uh, sorry in the in the relegation zone and, and being a dogfight really
0: because you know we, we i think we've got Good players in the squad, and we should be doing a lot better.
1: Tom, would you agree?
0: Yeah, I expected us this season to be kind of anywhere from like 10th to 16th, really. Like I, I wasn't expecting a lot from us. I was expecting a fair few defeats, but a fair few wins as well. I think we're still only on two wins for the season at the moment. Yeah. So I'd definitely say underperforming, Um, and. I was the same I wasn't really ever kind of would get out. I mean I didn't really want him as manager but I kinda of like back him while he's here and I, I still don't think he's been backed as 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 well as he could have been. Uh I think there's still gaps in the squad. Um personally I'd like a, a more experienced uh coaching staff member there as well. Um just they all it seems like a very young coaching staff and kinda of they're all Making like mistakes in, in in those roles, so like I, I, I don't even know who to suggest. I know we were linked with Steve Round at one point. Like he would have been great for that coach and staff, I think. But um, I, I think for a first season, like, he, he'll he'll make these mistakes and he's got to learn from them. Um, and and I think he'll be here till the end of the season. But it's just what he's. We need to get performances in before then to stay up, and then he needs to learn these lessons next season and, and have another go. Mm.
1: I know you mentioning there, like, he needs some more experience above him. Neil Warnock just left Cardiff City. I think he's probably going to retire. Um, but would he
0: be the ideal candidate to actually come in above Woodgate? I don't know, because he, he plays completely different football to, to Woodgate, doesn't he? Uh would be like of... going back to Jurassic Park again, wouldn't it? Yeah, yeah, definitely. And the kind of less realm of Driddles more. Yeah, I think, <laughs> I think I think although it hasn't really we haven't really played the way
1: Woodgate said we were, were going to play this season, I think that's down to obviously the players he has at his disposal. There's I think there's no point getting um uh, Neil Warner type manager in, you need to get someone in who's, you know, um you know, who's gonna match his tactical style and someone who's gonna try and guide him in, in that route. Um I think, <clears throat> you know, if if Woodgate was kind of when he was under Tony Pulis last season. I think probably in the back of his mind if he you know, if he knew he was gonna go for the job in the summer, he was always gonna play different to how Pulis was. So if he never seen how it actually worked from someone who was more experienced, because Pulis never tried to play that way. Mm. Um that's why he's not getting it right now. Um so if he if he wanted someone to come come in and help him who he was more experienced, he needs someone who's you know, who's played a four three three, a four two three one. Um, is trying to play a possession game, is trying to play a high press, whatever you want. Um, at the moment, it does not look like that's being replicated, and we don't want someone coming in and go back to, you know, four four two or five three two or something like that. So, well, Woodgate has been there for the last few years, and he did assist Tony Pulis. So, do you think he's a bit naive in a sense because he said he came and said, "Look, we're going to play a four three three aggressive football, um, a little bit like Klopp does at Liverpool, um, that really attacking flair." He he's seen the squad there, so I you think he's a bit naive to kind of say, oh, well, we'll yeah. do this, and then realise that, oh, yeah, we actually can't He prob- Yeah, he probably was a bit. Um, I think, you know, because he did come out and say it in the end, he said, look, we're going to need to change our system, and he, he kind of, he did held held his hand up and say, you know, I admit it's not working, but it, hasn't been, it wasn't too late, obviously, because we can still obviously turn it around, but it, he maybe should have foreseen that from the beginning, I think, because, you know, if Tony Pulis came in and didn't have those, or thought he didn't have those players at his disposal when we had you know some extra players last year and even Traore and Bamford before that. Um, then what makes us think we have it now, really? And we only signed one attacking player, um, so. Marcus Brown. So we, we you know we didn't have any wingers anyway, We got rid of one in Stuart Downing. We brought in, I guess, another one. But I, I don't really think Marcus Brown suited to being out wide anyway. Um, so it's kind of, you know, we don't we don't have any. Sort of attacking
0: flair, really. So I don't, I don't know why we tried to play that way. So. I, I feel like feel like you got a point there, and and I, I think as well he was maybe forced into saying he was going to play that type of football as well after everyone complained about pureless yeah. ball last season and everything yeah. like that. I think he, he was kind of like left with little choice, but then he's still not got the players as disposal. It kind of like makes saying. it as
1: if it's you know one or the other, then doesn't it? It kind of makes it like you know it's bad football if it's pureless football. Um, and this dinosaur Brexit way of football, or it's, or it's, you know, <laughs> I've seen that B word now, mate, love it. I know two weeks in a row, yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, or it's either this, you know, high press possession, whatever, you know, the idealistic way of playing. But really, there's multiple different versions of playing each of them. Um, so what you should have tried to say was, look, the long term vision is to try and play that way. But in the interim, you know, we don't have. Um, the players that we ideally want for that um and we don't have he didn't even necessarily say you know try and beat down the players now and be like oh they're not good enough for that system but just say we don't have the numbers um and we haven't got a coach into it yet so we'll do try and do it gradually and for the time being we'll play to our strengths then he doesn't need to identify you know what type of formation or what type of style we want to play we just say we'll play to our strengths and then you know go whatever formation works test a few out over pre-season and in training what, if it works with the, the best players you, you've got there, then then do that. So. Mm. i have got a couple of questions um, coming in, it's based on this subject. Um, Paul uh, tweeted us, he said, do, do you think Borough fans uh, got sold short, um, obviously with the no money and big earners having to leave? Obviously 18,000 people signed up for a season ticket this year. Um, the market inside of me thinks, well, actually, Borough don't have to tell you. You know, it's just a market employee. Like, he is going to... You're going to buy a ticket anyway, aren't you? It's like more, you've got your core audience there. Um, people are going to purchase regardless, so they don't have to do too much into it. Um, but do you think they have been sold short a little bit on like the philosophy side of things? Because every time Woodgate we'll has a press conference, there's always someone says, one, you're lying, which, yeah, fair play. Um, two, we've, why are being missold? Um, PPI. Uh, <laughs> um, so, like this possession of. Uh, pr- Possession and pragmatic style of football, Um, but yeah, actually, do you think they've been sold short a little bit, or were we expected to to be this way? Like, we kind of knew that the borough was skint. I think because Peleus was saying it for a couple of years. Yeah, I guess I guess we should have seen it coming. I think it was it was one of those where I think we all put on rose tinted glasses and got a bit optimistic because we signed a few young players and it was a a fresh start. So I think we were thinking it was going to be a lot better than what it actually. It is, um, uh, no doubt in. Like I said, we are uh, sort of underachieving, but I think we maybe thought, and even towards the start of the season, you know, even, even myself, I was, I was getting a bit, rosy in the glasses and saying, oh, actually, you know what, I'm not thinking mid table, now, it could be a little bit higher, but you know, when you look back and think now, that you know, the, the squad just isn't good enough for that at all, and we, we probably should have seen it coming. Um, in terms of, you know, the fans um, being sold short that the club are always going to do that really i know if, you, if you're any business you're gonna try and make things seem better than what they are they're not going to come out on the social media and and make it out as bad as, as fans do on social media that they try and play on the positives and you, you try and still try and get people to buy or get people back to site whatever the sort of action is to do um so it's always going to be the case that you know they're going to try and maximize the revenue from people who actually are still interested and want to go um it might look as though it's a bit Fake sometimes, and it doesn't really portray very well. And you know, all you see when they put on the match gallery after we've been beat like 3 0 or something, you'd be like, Look back at the photos, and then every comment is just like. Why would you want to look back at the photos of such an awful game and people <laughs> just kicking off and, and you just think, well obviously mm-hmm. that they have to post that, they're not gonna come out and absolutely, you know, slate it on the social media because they, they'll you know they wouldn't be allowed obviously. So. I'll tell you what though, Sunbury fans are absolutely ruthless. Oh, oh, it's, oh, it's, oh class, it's class. <laughs> I love reading I love reading the comments. There actually is some some brilliant stuff. I read one today that said um would get out and uh, Nico Kovac who's just been sacked from Bayern Munich in. And I I I, I just thought
0: we're not gonna get by oh, yeah. Yeah, We're t- not gonna get by Munich's ex manager. They are brilliant to read sometimes <laughs> or so, Like when they were advertising that Gin and Beer festival the other week, oh, like yeah. everyone was just replying to it saying, Oh yeah, we're gonna need this to forget about the last game. <laughs> 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 yeah, it just always comes back to that. No matter what the, the main page posts, it always comes and, back to To be fair, and ours
1: as well. Like our yeah. page and um and everything FC dinners, and in, like we get so many comments, like it's classic when I like sign in and stuff and it's just like Gibson out, uh, Gibson White doing this like, oh yeah, because Gibbo going to look at our fan page and be like, ah, you know what? Actually, cheers, Tony from Redcar. Um, I want to invest another ten million, and buy a centre forward, just because you said it. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, sorry, what was what was I saying? Um, just uh, obviously saying, not selling the fan shop. Yeah. There, but... um, look, I always thought when Woodgate was hired as manager, we all knew it was his since February. We all knew that it was kind of a the cheaper option. Pulis was saying for months that like we were so called skinned, Um which we look like we are. So I feel like the expectation was like there that they kind of like try to polish a turn a little bit. just try to get the best out of what we've got because I think that we all knew that it wasn't going to be great. Maddles even came out and said look, probably mid table at best. Be a great achievement for us. So when pundits are saying that you think we're actually pretty awful here um but we have to sell some of the big earners even more um Danny Ayala um has been linked with Leeds so Joe thanks for submitting that as well um Ayala's off to Leeds um even George Friend was uh, being linked with Stoke if you've seen that one as well um so one would you replace Danny Ayala or would you give him to, or would you give Wood the chance Ben Gibson's also been linked um but also do you replace George Friend as well because I thought George Friend played quite well on Saturday too and showed that maybe the in the middle is probably a little bit a better position for him because he's more protected so one do you, do you sell Ayala and two do you replace him or not That's, Since he's such a big owner,
0: I think well I, I read this uh, I think it was the Gazette article the other day where they were talking about the, the wage bill and parachute payments and all that over the last few years and I think combined at the end of the season they mentioned that the people who are out of contract are responsible for about £4.8 million a year I think in the in the new way Borough have of doing things then they would get rid of them if they could but I would expect us to replace them with uh, the similar type of players that would get been wanting to sign the kind of younger uh, who want to be here so League 1 League 2 signings and trying to kind of fit them into a team um I, I think it's going to be more about getting them off the wage bill and replacing them with someone who's who's got potential um rather than is is a finished article right now
1: mm. i agree i agree lg the same uh, i think yes but not in january because I, I think if you were to let ayala and friend go in january i just don't see where were you going to get somebody in um January is notoriously a window where, you know, not even just for Borough, but just bad deals happening in in general. Um, It's players who've, you know, um, been injured or they're kind of out of favour for very usually big reasons. Um, So you don't normally get yourself good deals. People are going to pay over the odds for things. We don't have the money to pay over the odds for for players anymore. Um, So I think we need to do it in the summer, really, when we, and I, I don't know if them two are the two Contracts are up in the summer, but I'd you know, try to, instead of trying to sell Danny Ayala on in January, if his contracts up in the summer, what, what's the point? You're not going to get much resale value from how old is he?
0: 29, oh. is he? I think you get so a couple of million,
1: 28, yeah. A couple of million, I wouldn't be so sure. I, 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 just, I wonder
0: if that's some of the thinking behind that Ben Gibson rumour as well. Maybe if we were to sell Ayala, get a couple of million in now, get his wages off the books. For next season, then you can kind of continue paying Ben Gibson what Ayala would have earned for the rest of the season, and then you don't have to worry about those wages next season. When yeah,
1: there's there's one possible route. I think that could work. And I think that makes sort of financial sense. Um, but I think to let two go would be criminal because I don't we don't have many centre backs in general anyway. We've we've struggled when um, when one of them got injured earlier in the season. We really struggled to put together a team. Um, so you know, I think it's it's gonna have to be a a thing in the summer when there's going to have to be a big overhaul I think in January I don't think you should rock the apple cart too much because we haven't got much room to play with, the squad's quite thin as it is I know we're probably going to have to let players go to bring players in but it has to be I think right for the club if you're going to let someone go and we don't either replace them or we replace them with someone who you know is meant to be okay yeah young player but they have no experience whatsoever in the championship then it's probably not going to work especially for a key position um you know, if if, it, if you're letting someone go, like, I'm trying to think. So, say if we had, you know, four wingers, um, but Marvin Johnson was one that was on the peripheral and you got rid of Marvin Johnson because he's on high wages. I think he is. He's out of contract, Marvin Johnson. Yeah, but I'm just like, sort of speaking hypothetically, if he was, like, sort of, if he was, you know, on a higher wage um, and you wanted to get rid of him to bring someone else in younger to kind of save money that way, that would make sense. But we haven't got depth in many positions to kind of be like, okay, we'll get rid of him or we'll bring in someone lesser because they're going to have to be in and around the first team a lot Um, and we've seen from the signs we made already in the summer that they're not really good enough so far so Mm. it's going to be quite tough I think in January I think the best way we could go in January is okay maybe get rid of one Um, the one the two that I think they'll be mainly looking at would be Gusted. Well, yeah, Gusted and Clayton. Gusted and Clayton—they're the two. out, Yeah, exactly the two I was going to say—the two that aren't getting in the team at the moment. Um, so it's not really making a difference. So them two because they'll be on relatively high
0: wages. I don't know. But Neil Warnock's left Cardiff. Now he would have had him if <laughs> <laughs> he would have. He would have had on, on probably a yeah.
1: Dirt cheap as well.
0: I don't know. You know, obviously sort of
1: put it out there, put the feelers out to clubs, and you know if someone's interested. But obviously not going to make money back at all. Obviously um but it's it's the wages that we that we want off the books, and from that we can look to bring in um i'd probably look at loan deals as the best way to go um for you know people like not even us like Ben Gibson but obviously other players young premier League players um because like you said they don't have the the full risk there you're paying them for the rest of the season mm. you know if we want to relook at it again then in the summer we can but we you know we're not tied into a contract then so and yeah. you can do it obviously where you can split it with the other club as well. If it is if it is too much for us, you know, if if Ben Gibson's on too much we could you know, the the club could possibly say to Burnley, look, you pay halfway, you pay half, whatever the situation is. So Yeah, yeah. It's a bit of a mess, isn't it? It's a bit of a mess and you've got to try and think of who can we bring in as well. Like when you think top of your head or centre back, who can we bring in? Like top I cannot think besides Ben Gibson. I'll probably have to have a a good think about it when I after the podcast but Top of your head, you just can't think of. Oh yeah, not not for players when you sort of scrimping and having to look nothing. about the market. Really, it's um, you know, you can think of players if you had like a bit more money to play with or an open checkbook. But it's um, so
0: hard to have a good centre half yeah. these days. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it, even if you were looking at like League One players, like you couldn't really get them from the top of the table because they might be swapping positions with us in in the summer anyway. So yeah, yeah we, this is what we, we were not, trying to. This is
1: what we even what we are thinking with like. I know the defenders, but Ivan Tony and Mar- Marcus Madison, yeah. um, Burgess, who used to be there for the Borough, and went and sold them to Portsmouth. He might be a yeah more experienced. Bring him back, yeah. But I like know, even the like yeah, they say like top like th- them them two in particular, and even maybe I know Portsmouth aren't doing too well in League One, they're sort of mid table. So it could be a shout. But teams that are top in the top sort of eight um, in League One, you know, they're going to want to keep all of their best players. And like I said, when it gets to January, they have no reason to sell, so they'll be like, okay, yeah. Or five mil, whatever, for a for a League One player, and you just think are just gonna turn the turn the nose up at that. Yeah, that's like, true. So I'll tell you who would have been like an ideal like winger for us this season. Harry Chapman. He um, would have been He would have yeah. been an ideal, yeah. wouldn't he? It's it's crazy. And we really can't get a game for, for Blackburn. I think he's gonna go out on loan, I think. Um but it it amazes me that we sold him and then he's he's well he probably would have been ideal for what we wanted to do this year. You'd if probably, he, if he stayed fit. Yeah, if he st- if he stares, right. if he is made out of glass, like. Yeah, but I was actually having a look earlier at uh, League One, um, because you just sprung something back in my mind because I was looking earlier on. Um, so obviously Ivan Toney's one of the top scorers in the league, but I was having a look so the top three, um, sorry, the three out of the top four top scorers in League One, um, all play for Peterborough. So Ivan Toney's on twelve, and then he's joint with a defender. Who's also at Peterborough called Mohammed Issa. I don't know whether he's a full back or a, or a centre back, but I just it's incredible that he's he's joint top scorer. Top so scorer it. and defender, uh, we'll coach yeah. that out with him, um, good, oh yeah. we'll <laughs> coach <that out. laughs> And then Marcus Madison's on nine, which is it, just mental that you know, to have three of them there, and one's a defender. So, you know, to them they don't have to sell Ivan Tony and Marcus Madison, do you know what I mean? It looks oh, that's like that's the they're, they're gonna be g- coming up, so yeah. Yeah, I mean um, Ivan Tony's a great show for a striker. Um, he's quick, good on the ball, knows what the back of the net is. That's exactly what we need to be honest. Um, to well, but then again, it's like Brit. Like we probably have to get to be fair. We have to get rid of Brit. He, he's the one that him and Fletcher must have cost this club an absolute fortune. As, as so much as like, um, I, I probably think that Brit's wages is probably more than what Ayala and Clayton's is to put it together. Mm. Like yeah, to surprise him away already. from Forest, he was—you know—he's was the best player. We would have had to have had a peel off for that. So, I don't know, but it's a sad state of affairs, isn't it? But we, the the to, uh, the Gazette told up actually the amount we spent on transfers. Obviously, this obviously is net spend, but sort of total spend in the three seasons that we've came down seventy million. I don't know how much. Obviously, we made back. We obviously made quite a bit from some yeah, players, we made but, quite a bit. Yeah, um, but still seventy million. 70 million plus wages. seventy mil. Plus all those wages, and we've had down. Do you know what I mean? We it hasn't been, There has been no steady climb. it has been a steady decline. still so. So. No. <laughs> so steady. Um, <laughs> but, right, okay, so we're on the last question. Um, this is a little bit of a short podcast this week. Um, so Joseph Coombs asked, uh, what's our teams of the decade? Um, so appreciate we've come to the end of the 10s, moving into the 20s. Um, but over the last 10 years, we've had a lot of ups and downs mainly Downs, um, but I'm going to ask you is what your favourite teams are, but first I'm going to say Dana's first, because I was reading uh, Dana's message to our group before I came on the mics, hence why I probably said Dana's name first, and probably I'm so used to saying Dana uh, first in the in the podcast as well, so anyway right, so Dana's um, 11, oh god, phone's, uh, um, right, she said Randolph uh, Chambers right back Ayala Gibson friend Clayton Ledbetter Traore, Ramirez, Adoma, and Alvaro Negredo up top. Um so that's first and eleven. Boys, up to you. What
0: do you want to go for? You go first time. Jimmy and Sue Ayala <laughs> <laughs> Um oh, I can't I can't just go with that. Um but You can. You can if you want. <laughs> um I'd probably go with Randolph and goal. Um Right-back's a tough one, because I, I feel like the first time I was even even on the show, we were talking about like all-time team, and you struggle for a right-back anyway.
1: And Luke, I
0: said, and Luke Young was, uh, <laughs> yeah, was there. Luke Young had one good season. It <laughs> makes everyone start at 11. It's brilliant. I mean, he uh, he just got ahead of Justin Height, like, or uh Savio. Alvaldo not <laughs> that again. Um, I'd, I'd probably have to go with... And um, so Just because there's no one else, really, I would go with there. Yeah, Ayala and Gibson, friend. Clayton Ledbetter, Stuani at right mid. Um, and I know that's controversial because he should be striker, but whatever. Uh, Gaston Ramirez, Adorma, and probably Bamford. And Bamford. Oh, that's an interesting one. Go on, else. So I, oh, I want three subs. By the way. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Three you three I can add I've, three I've, subs. I've, I've actually on. had a... Yeah, go on. I'll let you go first, Tom. Sure, Given, uh, Adam Forshaw and Jordan Rhodes. Jason Impact Rhodes, eh? <laughs> Good old
1: Jason Rhodes.
0: Um, so, I mean,
1: I'll put down my nominees. Stretch it out a bit. Nom- so a nominees? Bit <laughs> nominees of, of <laughs> positions. It's the Oscars. I'll, and I'll say who I went with, because it was quite hard. There were some people I had to leave out I felt quite all harsh right, okay. On. So, obviously, the keepers, I think it was out of Randolph, Dimmy, Victor Valdez and i put chair Given on there as well as a little shout out but I think I'd have to join Tom and go with Randolph it's a weird back line that mate <laughs> <laughs> it is imagine that that'd be a uh, I don't know Like probably do better than our back line now I won't go that far I have got the height yeah I got the height yeah. <laughs> i do better in go on big dazzling goal big dazzling goal um, right backs uh, I've put down Insue, Fabio because he had played there ah, and I thought yeah, he, was, he was really good at right back Callas um, and McMahon but I decided to go with Callas in the end um I mm. thought it was a really good shout of right back and, and centre back so he's quite was you know, on dynamic, yeah. Short <laughs> 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 Um yeah, I I'd have to sort of go with Ayala and Gibson as well. I think obviously the best centre back partnership we've had over the over this ten year period. Um I had Chambers and, and Callas in there again, um as possible um centre back choices. Um friend at left back, um I feel bad on Fabio leaving him out both right back and left back, but I'd put him as one of the subs with Dimmy so far. Um, two centre-mids, I went for a 4-2-3-1 here, by the way. so um, Now, I know, I think both of you went with Ledbetter and Clayton, didn't you? So I'm going to go Ledbetter, and then it's a bit controversial because he wasn't here very long, but I just think for actual quality of a player, and I think Clayton's time here was a lot better than what it seemed because of the players he had around him and um, our system. Um but I'd go with Mikel okay. um, as kind of the defensive midfielder. My um, lead bitter was more of the box-to-box. Box. Um, Cam, obviously we only really had three during that whole period, which is Tomlin, Fabrini and Ramirez. Um, Tomlin and Fabrini were good in their own right, but Ramirez was you know a cut above them, really. Um, left mids, I put down Downing, Carriol, Stuani and Reach. Um, Jesus Christ which is it's quite bad when you look at it really but um, weirdly I went with Stuani um, and that's to make room for a right wing of Traore, Um and shout outs both to uh, Adoma and Barry Robson who I thought I could easily got in there as well um, and then up front um, there's quite a few actually I thought we've had quite a few decent strikers over this period so um, I left out Bamford, Vossen, Keke, Rhodes, Nugent and Scott McDonald, um, and I went with uh, Negredo up top. Mm, so sure. front four of Negredo, Traore, Duani and Ramirez would be enough to frighten any defenders, I think. I so went with that that top four. Um who's your who's your bench? Uh so the bench is um Adorma, Fabio and Demi. Fair enough. Right, I've went with Mans you know, I think mine's quite good. Um Valdez in goal. I think you can't. He's a multiple Champions League winner. You can't. You can't knock that. Um, George Friend left back. Um, Gibson, Chambers. Cause I thought it was actually a good back too. Really. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Um, yeah. We were just we just couldn't score. That was the issue that season. Um, Fabio, I'd put him right back. I'd agree with you there. I mean, it's it's crazy to think that everyone thinks Luke Young is the best right right back we've ever had. Um, but then they, I can't put Antonio Barragan in next. You can't take a throw in. <laughs> Love Justin Hite. Absolutely loved. You know what? You know what? Sack this. Right. I'm putting Justin Hite right back. <laughs> God. <laughs> Valdez will be, yeah. Uh, be absolutely seething with him. Like, wouldn't he? Don't you? How he yeah. had an argument with Clayton. He'd be, <laughs> he'd, he'd be all over Justin Hite. he Yeah, uh, well, he can't speak Spanish, so it's all right. <laughs> um, Right. So, in midfield, I'm going to... See, this could be a toss-up for captaincy, this. So, hear me out. Grant Ledbetter and Barry Robson. All right, okay. I think that's a, a good. I you know, think he too playing centre mid. That's well as, as brutal mid-middle. as it gets. That I mean, I would hate to be playing against those two. They'd absolutely snap you in the next week.
0: It's yeah. a proper rad Brexit midfield. Now. Oh, it really? Isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. they're
1: definitely voted leave. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm struggling with this, but so I've, I've said like the the four of you the same as you else with Adama, Stuani, Ramirez, Nagriddor, and then I think of the likes of well. Does a deserve to be in there? Yele yeah, like Vossen, um, Kike, like myself, I love watching Kike play. Um, Diego Fabrini played well, in the championship for a while. Um, Jason Rhodes, he could he deserves to be somewhere. Uh, Kike Sola, Kike um, Sola, Martin <laughs> Darun. I think he, I thought he was a great signing. Now he's playing Champions League football, uh, which is baffles me. So does Carlos dependent to be fair. Carlos Depenna actually plays Champions League football, which is just nuts.
0: He he Doesn't Van La Parra as well? Yeah, Van La Parra as well. For a think. legend.
1: Yeah. Um Dynamo Kiev, I think. Is he? Um Carlos De Pena, yeah. Wow. Um so bench, uh um Sammy Amiobi. <laughs> Ishmael Miller. <laughs> Chris Cullen. I think I think you could probably make multiple teams of, of bad teams over the decade. Well, what would be than your than worst eleven? Some of the ones you've just named. Um Shale shea be in there. I Kieran would, Dyer. I reckon I can pull I can pull one together. Lee, um, Lee Miller would definitely be in there. Yep. Yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna be really brutally. I'm gonna say so sorry to Danny Coyne. He's gonna probably feature in this. Danny Coyne's gonna be my worst eleven. Yeah, he, he was. Because yeah. I can't think of anyone. Oh no, Jason Steele. Jason Steele was pretty brutal. But then again, he was like a young lad at the time. Yeah. Wasn't he? Yeah. Danny Coyne wasn't it like Danny Coyne in his an experience. <laughs> yeah, goal and, and then paper. he got lobbed <laughs> in his. Well, <face. laughs> <laughs> forty yards like Chris Chris front. Yeah. Uh, Danny Coyne will go oh, left back. Uh, Joe Bennett up in it used to be alright as well. Yeah. That, yeah.
0: Andrew, Andrew I Taylor, really think. was he here I, at that point or? I don't, I don't know. know. you got to
1: think of other people who've played there for like odd, yeah. like odd games and stuff haven't you? Sure, yeah. I'm, then i want to go Sean St. Ledger. Yeah, he was dying. I'm going to yeah. play him with Chris Killen since he played centre-back for a game. <laughs> <laughs> right, he played there, you yeah. Yet, even so even Maxi Haas on this one. Can, that's what, Maxi Haas right back? Ah, oh, right. Maxi Haas right back. Yeah. Um, Field. Oh, God, uh, oh, there's a, Kevin a Thompson, plethora, yeah, that's Kevin Thompson, yeah, definitely. Was when we
0: signed him, you know, because he used to be class on Football Manager. He used to he fire in screamers from he everywhere. Did. I thought this is what we've got to look forward to this season. And was, and there there was loads of people we signed on
1: in the first couple of seasons, <coughs> like Isaiah. Osborne, yeah, Osborne, Mikel Tavares, Mikel Tavares, yeah. Tavares. Yeah. Mohamed Sharky. Oh no, was that 2008? No, that, yeah, that would have been too, too early. Yeah. Oh God, that was a was brutal signing. Um, who else? Up front, I think, Lee Miller. <laughs> yeah, Chris Killen. Alex Nimley. Alex Nimley, yeah. Remember, when Alex, Alex Nimley, You couldn't score for Borough. He signed for Coventry, and then his first game at the Riverside, he scored two against us. Do you remember that? <laughs> See? I mean, let's put, I'm going to have to put the question up there on the, pod, uh, on the podcast page. Worst after the podcast. team. No, worst none. team of the decade. Because everyone's doing the best team. We'll, it'll be different. We'll do the worst team. Yeah, we'll do the worst team. And we've also got some of the three as well, which uh, I'll... I'll let you know after we come off the mic because uh, it was funny. We were in bits in, in the car trying to think of it. Um, Anyway, so that pretty much wraps things up. Um, Thank you very much, Tom. um, The most electrifying man of fans in entertainment. Um, Else, thank you very much for joining us. As always, guys, uh, like, share, subscribe uh, to the podcast. Give us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts and leave a comment as well. It helps us get ranked um in the podcast world but also allows you guys to, to find us, essentially, if it's the first time you've listened to the podcast, if it's either live or on a different podcast app. Thank you very much um, to li- for listening to us and subscribe to the channel as well because we, we do want to go up in the rankings and be buzzing, wouldn't you? I'd be absolutely buzzing you know, and I can even walk into work and say, hey, we're a top 10 podcast. Um, so, right, I'm Johnny. Um, back next week for the Borough Breakdown. Well, thank you very much for joining us, guys. Up the Borough.
0: support. Curtis Fleming is there on the edge of the air. Fleming for Craig Hit it, Higgy.
1: Avenelly coming alive again. Janino wants the ball played to him. Avenelly spots out. Emerson! <laughs>